It is the Built by Bama online podcast. Travis Ryer, senior analyst for BamaOnline.com. On a Monday morning, August the 19th, we are immersed at BamaOnline.com in fall camp coverage as the Crimson Tide creeps closer and closer to that season opening matchup with the Duke Blue Devils on August the 31st at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. But it's never Never a bad time to check in with Hank South, recruiting analyst for BamaOnline.com. Get a recruiting update with Hank. Hank, how you doing? Good morning. I am doing good. How about you, Travis? Cannot complain. Again, we've got uh, plenty of football talk, especially on the field uh, with this Alabama Crimson Tide team, the 2019 version, trying to uh, correct the events that closed out that 2018 season. Uh, and a big part of that, Hank, and I wanted to ask you about this. This isn't uh, necessarily associated with the 2020 class or some upcoming prospects that Alabama has very much in its sights to join the program uh, in the near future. But a guy that you recently covered in Christian Harris, the linebacker who has come in as a summer enrollee and who on Saturday – we saw paired with Dylan Moses in that first team group of inside backers. Um, your thoughts on uh, that upon hearing, upon reading, uh, learning that Christian Harris was getting a look with Dylan Moses on that first team defense. Did it, did it catch you by surprise? Were you sort of uh, anticipating maybe a steeper learning curve for Christian Harris, but uh, maybe also knowing that the the physical attributes this guy brings to the table, the skill set, uh, maybe it wasn't a surprise to you. Yeah, you know, I mean, when I saw it, I was, I was a tad bit surprised because, like you said, you know, the guy's never played inside linebacker until, until he got to Alabama. He also played inside linebacker at the All-American Bowl back in San Antonio. But uh, a new position to him, and, and especially, you know, coming in and, and learning the intricacies of the Alabama defense, uh, you know, you would think that it might take a little bit of time. But, uh, you know, I think that's just a testament to the kind of player he is. And um when we were talking about this podcast and getting ready for it, you know, I, I went back to a story um, I, I did at the All-American Bowl. Um, it was more of just like a, no, a notebook, but um, I, I talked to the inside linebackers coach, or the linebackers coach for the uh, for the West team at the All-American Bowl back in San Antonio, who happens to be uh, North Shore head coach John Kay, who, who, who happened to be, uh, who is Zach Evans head coach. So kind of a little funny tie in there. But, uh, you know, he, he this guy's coached all sorts of D1 talent throughout his time at North shore that that's kind of a D one powerhouse there in Houston. But, you know, he, he said uh, about Christian, I think he's naturally, he's as naturally an instinctive player as there is. And, uh, you know, he, he, he went on and on about, um, you know, his football IQ, um, his work ethic, and you, you can just tell, he said, this is exactly the kind of guy, um, Alabama looks for. So, you know, as, as far as the player and, you know, the, the type of player he is and, you know, his willingness to learn, I, I don't think it's a huge shock to see Christian Harris kind of moving up the ladder quicker than expected. But, you know, I, I, I'll still admit I was a little surprised, especially, you know, when you kind of look at the, the pecking order and kind of just assume Markel Benton or, or even a guy like Shane Lee, who's had a semester under his belt, uh, may have got that nod first. Yeah, and I think Shane Lee is still very much in that mix. And who knows, we may still see a combination of guys that fill that weak side linebacker role because Alabama, based on package, not afraid to go with different guys. It could be that we still see Shane Lee maybe in a base look, uh, whereas Christian Harris with that space ability and athleticism and can go sideline to sideline would serve him well uh, in nickel 
so who knows? We'll see. But uh, very impressive to see the youngster, Christian Harrison. You touched on it. Um, intangibles, uh, you know, instincts. Uh, but I think one of the best things that Nick Saban can say about you as a player is that it means a lot to you or mm-hmm. it means a lot to him. And that's what we heard from Nick Saban in relation to Christian Harris following Saturday scrimmage. Look, you can have all the physical talent uh, and, and measurables in the world, uh, but if it doesn't sort of resonate with you on a personal level in, in terms of uh, taking care of the, the, the perceived little things on a consistent basis, that's not going to garner you the trust if you don't do those things from Pete Golding, from Nick Saban. Uh, especially when you're a true freshman. Again, it helps that Dylan Moses is an an experienced guy, um, but still fascinating to hear Nick Saban uh, evoke the names of C.J. Mosley, Dante Hightower, and Rolando McClain when outlining the situation. I'm not – obviously, Nick Saban's not going to get into comparisons already for Christian Harris when you talk about all-time greats, just in terms of situations that other guys before him – have walked into as true freshmen. Now, look, we all know that for those guys, it, it turned out pretty good uh, in the long run when you talk about that trio of inside linebackers. Sticking with the talent uh, theme, Alabama still very much in search of those kind of guys for the 2020 class. Uh, wanted to ask you about Savelle Smalls, the outside linebacker prospect a guy who looks like he could probably in Alabama's way of doing things defensively play pretty much anywhere uh, when you talk about the linebacker positions uh, announces that Alabama has made his top six uh, what were your thoughts upon seeing that on social media yeah you know this is this is a kind of a tricky recruitment to cover just because um, you know early on with Savelle Smalls it actually looked like Alabama had the edge and if you look at his 24/7 sports page the crystal ball would indicate that Alabama still does have the edge but um, you know over the course of this spring and summer um, you know we caught up with him in May and he said he wanted to get out to campus in, in June and, and meet the new coaches or, or get to know the coaches a little bit better because obviously he had a pretty tight relationship with Tosh Lupoy. Uh, but he never made it out. And, and when he did make it out down to the southeast, he's out in uh, the Seattle area. He went to Florida State and Tennessee and didn't stop at Alabama. And, you know, if you follow the visits, that would, you know, give some sort of indication that maybe Bama is not as much in play for him, um, especially when he's traveling all that distance and, and not stopping at Alabama. But, um, you know, I, I'm not shocked to see Alabama still in the mix for him in that top six. Um, obviously, we saw Bama kind of just hit hit a gold rush at the outside linebacker spot in the month of June. So, you know, you kind of got to look at the numbers. They're, they're kind of getting closer and closer to that 25 mark. Um, and, and, you know, by no means am I saying, you know, there's no space for Savelle Smalls, but I'm just saying, you know, that there, there are other positions that the staff is still working to address. There are other outside linebackers the staff is still recruiting, like Philip Webb. And, of course, you know, filling that last inside linebacker spot, too, with some other targets. And so, um, you know, it'll be curious to see what kind of happens this fall. I would imagine Bama will get an official visit from him. Um, you know, he is rated the number one outside linebacker for a reason in the country. Uh, so certainly a recruitment worth watching. Um, but, you know, another telling little uh, note from his top six is he actually dropped Washington earlier this year, hometown Washington, which was a big story back in May. I think um, 24-7 Sports' Brandon Huffman kind of did this huge piece on it and him talking about how he, he was ready to leave home and, and look elsewhere. And, and he included Washington back in his top six. And so, 
that's another thing to watch. You know, maybe the, the home state schools are are doing a little bit, um, you know, to keep them to keep them wanting to stay home. So we'll see. But, uh, you know, always a good good sign to be in play with the five stars. And, and Savelle Smalls is a good one. Speaking of five stars, uh, a tight end that Alabama would love to bring in as a part of its 2020 class. And, guy, we've talked about extensively here on the Built by Bama online podcast with you, Hank. Eric Gilbert of Marietta, Georgia, and it sort of ties in with this week's Built by Bama online podcast mailbag, Crimson D247. He's interested to get your thoughts on the chances of landing Eric Gilbert after your conversation with Eric's mom. Yeah, you know, I feel like August has been the month of Eric Gilbert. We're in a dead period, but I feel like I've written about him like five or six times at this point for good reason. You Eric Gilbert. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, no, he uh, after talking to his mom on Friday, um, you know, I, I got a I got a pretty good vibe on Alabama's chances. I, I, I felt I feel like Bama's sitting in a pretty good spot right now. And I, I'm not ready to put in a crystal ball pick or anything for Alabama. I think this one has a little ways to go. And and obviously he wants to take uh, to take more visits. But I think I think the fact that Eric has been on campus at Alabama three times this year and is probably going back for a game as, as he told 24 seven sports this weekend and, and his mother told us too. Um, I, I think that's, that's a pretty good sign. Um, I, I think what's not really being talked about as much, um, you know, you, for the, the longest time in his recruitment, it's always been, he's been trending to Georgia, the home state school. And, you know, for good reason, Georgia's recruiting him really hard and, and has been one of his top schools. But I think he's really, his mom emphasized this. He's really looking at what schools are doing at the tight end position. Um, and obviously, you know, he, what Bama's has done at the tight end position in the last few years has really stood out to him. You know, he, he sees a guy like Irv Smith go in the, go um, in the draft last April and obviously OJ Howard uh, a few years back. And, and he's really kind of keying into that. He's seen what Jeff Banks has done developing tight ends. I think Bama's kind of painted um, a good picture in, in what their plans are for him. Uh, but from what his mom said, he kind of just wants to see that all on the field this fall. He wants to see what coaches are saying and whether that's translating to actually what they're doing on the field. And, you know, that he's, he's the kind of prospect that, you know, he's always going to have a spot. <laughs> like there, there's not going to be a school saying, Oh, we're Phil. We can't take Eric Gilbert. Like he, he has, he has kind of the, the luxury of being able to wait and, uh, and kind of see what happens and kind of let things unfold. And so, um, I think Bama's sitting in a pretty good spot for him. Um, uh, she talked about him taking an official visit to Texas A&M. They've had some pretty good luck with tight ends or pretty good, uh, production with tight ends last few years. Um, he's going to probably take an official visit to Georgia so that there's school to watch. But, um, you know, if, if he was committing today, I, I think I'd be pretty hard pressed not to pick Alabama for him. Yeah. Alabama, you would think has Irv Smith juniors, 2018 season on a loop, you know, and sends that <laughs> yep. to the Gilberts uh, every day because Irv Smith Jr., as we know, 44 catches, 710 yards, seven touchdowns in 2018. That comes out, by the way, to 16.1 yards per catch. So a monster season for Irv Smith Jr. And if anything, this upcoming season may point to the need of, right. uh, of Eric Gilbert at, at Alabama as much as anything, depending on sort of the health status of Miller Forrestal. Can Forrestal stay on the field? If he can, then I think the potential is there for Alabama to once again have sort of a 30-plus reception guy at tight end on the heels of Irv Smith Jr. But, uh, yeah, very interesting to see how it plays out with the nation's top tight end prospect. And we'll be talking about another target at that position coming up in just a little bit, by the way, when we get into some official visits uh, that are being set for 
remaining targets in this 2020 class. But I wanted to get over to the defensive side of the ball and ask you about a four-star defensive lineman, McKinley Jackson of Loosedale, Mississippi. Uh, he recently narrowed his list. Uh, and again, sounds like good news for Alabama right now, at least, on that front. Yeah, McKinley Jackson's been a guy that Bama has been after for quite some time. Um, a lot of people don't even remember. He, he was committed to LSU very early on in his recruitment, um, I think in the, in the uh, fall of 2017. Uh, he obviously backed off that pledge and, and has kind of opened things back up. But um, he did release his top five, uh, which is what he's been saying he's going he's been planning to do um, all summer. Alabama made the cut. Um, and, and, you know, with, with McKinley Jackson, uh one of the biggest things I think that's helped Alabama kind of stay in this recruitment, they've always been a factor for him. He's always liked Alabama and visited several times, but the additions of Sal Sinceri and Brian Baker, which were two coaches he was very familiar with um, at Florida and obviously Mississippi state, his home state school um, kind of those guys coming over to Alabama, you know, he he's talked about how much that's helped Alabama and made him feel that much more comfortable with, with Alabama and kind of going there on visits and, and, you know, uh, building that relationship with the staff. And so, uh, you know, I, I put in a crystal ball pick for Alabama back in March. I, I caught up with him at the opening in Atlanta, then caught up in a game with him at uh, the opening finals in Texas. And, um, you know, I, I've gotten a Bama vibe every time I've talked with him. Um, he, he's been a big target for the staff. Um, I think he's always kind of been leaning towards it, whether he's saying it publicly or not. He, I mean, he's never said it publicly, but <laughs> I, I've always got the vibe that he, he's kind of leaning towards Bama. So we'll see. It'll be an interesting fall. Um, you know, Bama's still recruiting defensive linemen, him being one of the top guys on their board. And so, um, you know, I, I think they're in a good spot for him, but obviously needs, they need to kind of keep up, keep that momentum going and, and keep, uh, those in-state schools at bay and, and, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I can tell you from a boots-on-the-ground perspective here in Tuscaloosa, that six-man class that Alabama put together most recently for 2019, early on at least, uh, more than one or two of those guys looking as if they could be very much big factors in that DL rotation in Brian Baker's first season overseeing that group at Alabama. Uh, I alluded to the LSU game and how it is shaping up this fall to be critical uh, from the official visit standpoint. Looks like a couple of five stars uh, uh, looking to make the trip maybe in, in early November, Hank, and also a couple of highly coveted four stars as well. What can you tell us as far as official visit weekends and maybe where that LSU game will rank in, in the big picture of it all? Yeah, so far the LSU game has been the uh, the number one choice of recruits setting up official visits to Alabama this fall. And obviously, you know, we're we're a couple months out, or a few months out. Things can change. Official visits can get set and get canceled very easily. So uh, you gotta have to look at this a little cautiously. But uh, from the guys that have told us, uh, the biggest name thus far is Darnell Washington. We talked to his coach last week. The LSU game's kind of been their target date, but it hadn't really been set. He hadn't really been sure about it, but um, that looks to be the set date for uh, five-star athlete Darnell Washington, who, along with Eric Gilbert, is uh, another top tight end target of the Tides. Um, that's looking like it could shape up to be another Georgia-Alabama battle in the end, kind of similar to Eric Gilbert. But um, you know, beyond that, another five-star and uh, Jace McClellan told us a few weeks ago that he's planning to get back to Alabama for the LSU game. Why is that big? Because he's committed to Oklahoma and he's also an early enrollee. So that's that's an official visit date elsewhere. Pretty close to you know final decision time. That could be kind of telling, especially if we're getting a better indication of what's happening with Zach Evans, whether he's already made a commitment then by that November 9th date or uh, 
or if he's still kind of open and, and where things are trending. And, you know, if you followed Zach Evans's recruitment, that we there could be new schools involved at that point for Zach Evans. So, um, but beyond that, you know, Zykevis Walker, who's a four-star defensive lineman from Georgia, we haven't really talked a lot about, uh, but he's been a big target of Alabama's. He's set to uh, visit for the LSU game, according to his coach. Um, he's been to Bama a couple times so far in his recruitment um, and is, uh, is a guy they really like. Nadab Joseph, Everyone remembers Nadab Joseph. It's it's kind of funny because he actually took his official visit in high school for the LSU game uh, back in the 27th in uh, in November of 2017, and now he's coming back um, 2019 as as one of the top JUCO prospects and a big Bama target. Um, and then just kind of you know going down the list, Jordan Banks, big inside linebacker target from California, Kayshawn Butte, who's committed to LSU, the four-star receiver, plans to get back to uh, Bama for the LSU game. Then uh, you know it's going to be a big uh, Alabama commitment turnout as well. So a lot of names. Um, it's going to be a big visitors weekend. And obviously, you know, we're going to see other games have big turnouts. Obviously, the Tennessee game, Xavier Henderson, a top receiver target, has kind of indicated that that's when he wants to go. Um, September 21st for the Southern Miss game, um, Reggie Grimes is expected, the Alabama legacy. And so, you know, obviously, you know, we talk about official visits and, and during the fall, you know, Bama likes to kind of I think limit, not limit. I think Bama much prefers to have guys on campus in kind of that December range when they can actually devote their time. The staff can devote their time to the recruits uh, and not having to do having to be doing game prep and all that and kind of be distracted a little bit and not give their full attention. So, you know, obviously game weekends are big official visit opportunities uh, for, for guys to see game atmosphere and kind of see how campus is during game weekends. But I think um I think you'll see a lot of visits get set up in December too, depending on how the class is still unfolding. But I think those few weekends in December they have will also be big. We just don't really have names yet for those weekends. Hank is athlete prospect Joel Williams also a possibility for the LSU weekend. Yeah, he is. And he, that'll be, that'll be an interesting one because he's actually making a commitment on September 9th. So just here in a few weeks, um, he has a, a top six out. We caught up with him last weekend or yeah, last weekend, uh, Bama is still very much in the mix for him. Uh, he was a one-time Florida commit that camped at Alabama in June, decommitted from Florida shortly after, and has kind of just been on commit watch with Alabama ever since. I still think Bama is in good shape for him. Uh, but like you say, that, that four-star athlete recruited as a defensive back, um, to Alabama. So, you know, come September 9th, I think Bama um, is still in shape to get some good news from him. Uh, but I, I, I think his recruitment is going to be one that continues on despite being a commitment being made or not. Amazing. Again, how many quality defensive linemen Alabama continues to be involved with, even on the heels again, of just a stellar, perhaps all time defensive line haul uh, in the last cycle. But you just can never have enough. Just look at Alabama. Right now, with D.J. Dale coming off an injury, Stefan Wynn is out with uh, a high ankle sprain. Uh, you you got to keep stacking along the lines of scrimmage, and Alabama looks very much intent on doing just that. Hank, uh, it wouldn't be a Built by Bama online podcast if we didn't get a Dazlin Worsham <laughs> update. The wide receiver from Hewitt Trustville High School over in the Birmingham area, the one-time Alabama commit. Then it appeared as if he was on the verge of flipping to Miami. Uh, now it appears as if if Alabama is 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 at the top of his list. I guess the question to ask in relation uh, to Worsham in that scenario is is Worsham at the top or near the top of Alabama's list of wide receivers now? Yeah, I think 
It's a tricky question. I, I think there's still a lot of interest in Zalem Worsham on the Alabama end. Obviously, they had him in the class. Um, they, they've liked him for a long time. Uh, but I think once he reopened his recruitment, uh, I think it kind of opened the door to maybe push for some others at that position. And, you know, we've been writing all about the the other receiver targets in the class. I just mentioned Kayshawn Butte. You know, there's Arian Smith out of Florida, Xavier Henderson out of Florida. So there's other names out there. I think this one's going to be a recruitment we're not really going to have any closure to until maybe later in the fall. Um, and, and it, you know, Dezalem Worsham could absolutely end back end up back in this class. I think him having a strong senior season and Tim Watts, uh, BOL's publisher, has mentioned this too. Him having a strong season really wouldn't hurt. And if you kind of look at Hewitt Trustful this year, you know, last year he was kind of splitting targets with uh, with Javarius Johnson on on their team from Paul Tyson. Um, and so, you know, he got he got his yards. He had a nice season. But, you know, it, it looks like he's probably going to be the go to option as far as receiving targets for Hewitt Trustville this season. So he could absolutely have, you know, a great season and really showcase what he can do um, and obviously show why Bama has liked him for so long. And, and that would certainly, I think, help kind of his case and maybe getting that spot back in the class. Uh, but I don't think either side is in really any rush to you know bring this to an end he's going to take an official visit to Miami or he already did take an official visit to Miami but he's good Miami is his uh his other team he's uh he's looking at he did say Bama's is probably has the edge over Miami right now for him and his recruitment it's just going to be kind of a, a, a slow playing process through the fall so um you know certainly a guy we're going to continue watching and uh, and a guy I think could absolutely end up end up back in this class I just don't think we're going to know for a few more months Great piece by Hank South at BamaOnline.com here in the last few days uh, in relation to five-star prospects uh, that Alabama could still land uh, as a part of this 2020 class. Now, the commitment's already in the boat. Chris Braswell, the five-star defensive end, Jack linebacker type from St. Francis Academy up in Baltimore, a place that's been very, very good to Alabama uh, of late. Um, Drew Sanders, another edge defender or projected as an edge defender at the collegiate level, uh, five-star athlete from Ryan high school in Denton, Texas. Uh, but still some guys out there either uncommitted or committed elsewhere that are in play for Alabama. Jordan Birch, uh, the number two overall player in the country right now as a strong side defensive end from the state of South Carolina, Hammond School there in Columbia, South Carolina. Zach Evans, we've talked about a ton. The number one running back in the country from from Houston, Texas. We just talked about Eric Gilbert. Um, Bryce Young, the quarterback from Santa Ana, California, Mater D High School out there, committed right now to Southern California. We mentioned Darnell Washington from Vegas. Uh, Elias Ricks, a five-star corner from IMG Academy down in Bradenton, Florida, currently committed to LSU. Noah Sewell, the five-star linebacker from the Salt Lake City area out in Utah, number two inside linebacker in the country. We mentioned Jace McClellan, the five-star running back. Um, Give me a guy or two of that list that is either uncommitted or committed elsewhere. Right now, if you had to uh, place a wager on, say, two of those guys, who would be your primary options in that regard? I think uh, I think I would go with Bryce Young. And obviously, you know, we, we've been writing about it and talking about it all spring. But really, since the opening finals, there, there's been kind of this trending upwards in, in Alabama's chances here. Um, I think I think chances are still pretty good 
about Bama flipping Bryce Young from USC. When would when will that happen? We've talked about it a few times on this podcast before. I'm not completely sure, but I think the interest is still very much there. There's a lot of uh, people in this camp that really like Steve Sarkeesian, what kind of he can do with Bryce Young and, and develop him. There's that longstanding relationship there. And, and so, you know, I, I, I kind of I, I lean towards uh, picking Alabama to end up flipping Bryce Young in the end. Um, and then, you know, it, it's there's a few of them that I, I think I could see ending up in this class. But, you know, I, to go with Bryce Young, I'd probably say Eric Gilbert right now. And, you know, you, you look at my crystal ball. I have my crystal ball pick on Darnell Washington from April um, to Alabama. But, you know, as of late, it's kind of just been trending kind of it's kind of flip flopped a little bit. You know, I thought Eric Gilbert would end up at Georgia and Darnell Washington, Bama. But as this thing has kind of developed with both of them, it, it's kind of going both ways. And so, you know, I'm not saying Bama is not in it for Darnell Washington. I still think they're a top team for him. But, um, you know, the progress they've made with Eric Gilbert, I think, has been pretty significant this summer. So I, I'd go with Bryce Young and Eric Gilbert. Um, Jordan Birch, I don't think anybody knows what Jordan Birch is really thinking. <laughs> He's very quiet, even on these visits. Um, you know, you talk to recruits that are with him on the visits and they have no idea what he's doing because he's just so quiet. He kind of keep things he keeps things to himself and and his circle keeps things pretty tight lipped. And so he's a guy I mean, I, I wouldn't even rule out at this point. So it, it, there's a lot of a lot of dominoes to fall here with the five star targets. And, and it's going to make for a very interesting fall. A very interesting fall also for Nate Oates and the Alabama men's basketball program. I know you've been pretty busy on that front as well. Uh, some good news in terms of uh, the top point guard for the class of 2020, six foot five, Dacian Nix out of Trinity International School, I guess out there in the Las Vegas area, says he's got Alabama among his top schools. Jalen Bridges, a small forward from Fairmont, West Virginia. And yes, if you're wondering, that is also the hometown of one Nicholas Lou Saban. Uh, interesting from that perspective. Bridges, again, a small forward from the state of West Virginia. He has set an official visit to Alabama. And Namari Burnett, the combo guard from Chicago, uh, has one crystal ball pick right now on his 247sports.com profile page, and that one is for Alabama. I think there's still a ways to go there. Also has official set for Louisville and Michigan. So uh, Nate Oates uh, making some noise out there on the recruiting trail. Hank? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I, I, we, I'll be honest, it's been mostly football coverage this this uh, this summer with Alabama and, and kind of what they've done. But, um, you know, Nate Oates and, and Brian Hodgson and staff and Antoine Petway and all, all those guys have been kind of just quietly going about their their business with with, uh, uh, with on the recruiting trail and really kind of building some momentum. There's no commitments yet. So obviously you look at that and kind of um, say, where are they at? But I, I think if you kind of look at these official visits getting set up, what the guys are actually saying, I thought Dacian Nix was very candid about his interest in Alabama and kind of where they stand for him. I, I think that's a guy that he, he's in play. I mean, it's, it's not uh, outrageous to think that Bama could land the number one point guard in the country before Nate Oates has actually coached a basketball game at Alabama. And so I think that's just kind of a testament of their ability as a staff. And, you know, if they put this thing together this season on the court, um, I, I think Bama could start really kind of building some more buzz on the recruiting show. Absolutely. Yeah, different staff, obviously, but there's probably still some Colin Sexton residue from right. a season eight, two years ago that that doesn't hurt you either with a guy like Nick's. But it seems like, Hank, the common theme in reading your interviews and your updates with these guys is style of play. They're right. all excited. These guys are about the pace at which 
Alabama is expected to push the basketball under Nate Oates. Yeah, and you know, you talk to most of them, they all say, I watched Coach Oates at Buffalo. And so it's kind of just, he's kind of built himself as a national brand just at Buffalo. These guys are kind of tuning into that. And so translating that over to the SEC with Alabama, you know, I think that's going to, you know, pay dividends for this, this staff going forward. And your understanding and what you've reported at BamaOnline.com, Hank, is that junior college All American James Rojas expected to be in Tuscaloosa very soon as a part of this most recent recruiting class, the first really kind of partial class for Nate Oates at Alabama. Yeah, he actually arrived on campus on Friday night. You know, he got he got everything clear to uh, clear to go with with his uh, his community college Hutchinson in Kansas. And uh, and he is set to go uh, with Alabama after arriving this weekend. Yeah, James Rojas, one of those guys that you're going to see more of, I think, at Alabama and that he's six, seven, six, eight. But just like everybody else on the floor, he's going to be expected to make three-point shots. So you might see him stretch at the four, but a versatile sort of post-slash-perimeter uh, guy that can help in a couple of different ways, especially on the offensive end of the four. Well, as always, Hank, great stuff with us here on the Built by Bama online podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, we certainly would appreciate you doing so. Leave us a review while you're there. Anything else for us, Hank, as we get out of here? No, you know, I, I think just stay tuned. You know, we're almost out of this dead period. Obviously, season starts next weekend, um, and recruiting is going to kick back up as well. So it's it's a fun time to get on board with Bama Online and, and check out what we have to offer. Absolutely. Hank, Sal, Tim Watts, from the recruiting perspective, unrivaled when it comes to coverage of Alabama recruiting. Uh, we've got you on the team side with, Charlie Potter, Kirk McNair, Deanon McMillan, myself, uh, always something going on at BamaOnline.com. For Hank South, Travis Ryer, thanking you for joining us here on the Built by Bama Online podcast. We'll do it again real soon.